good afternoon and welcome to 2024. This is maybe our second or second or third show of the new year and we are so happy to see you. Thank you for joining us on this amazing journey that 2024 is going to be. Uh, I just know it. Now, you, you know, brace yourself. I think it's going to be a tough year, but there's also going to be some amazing things at the end of it. I really believe it. So we are glad to have you here. And we thought the best way to kick off the new year would be to talk about one of the biggest topics that I'm sure all of you are thinking about. And that is partly your New Year's resolutions, but mostly your food choices. And what are you going to be doing now? Because what has most likely happened is you've just finished your holiday season. You just had your New Year's Eve. You ate too much. You drank too much. And now you feel terrible. And now you go, what do I do? And so we've got solutions for you here today because you have joined us for Wellness Wisdom Fridays, which we do every week with Dr. Sherwood, almost every week. There are some weeks we miss, but we try our best to get it in every Friday. And um, they are the experts. Him and, and Dr. Michelle have spent their careers focusing on getting you healthy. And it's a choice. You know, they can't do it for you. But we're going to talk and we're going to give you some tips today on how to start your new year right. So today is Friday, January 5th, and we are glad to be in this new year. Hang tight. We will be right back. Okay, well, we weren't shocked. Now, welcome back to the show. As well, I'm so excited to have you both on the show. And I know we had such good uh, feedback and reception. General Flynn, what an jo honor. Joshua, Joshua tracked me down in a big tent of about 4,000 people. How are you? I am feeling so great. Hello, everybody. Thank God, I am wonderfully great. Hello. Thank you very much. Because what is prayer? I'm just Jewish. You know what I mean? And I'm thrilled to be here with the two of you. <laughs> you too. It's like and that's who these crazies, these evil ones. It is. You said it oh. right. Good job. Perfect. All right. The Gibson sisters. We are so excited to have them on with us on Resistance Chicks today. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's time to rise. These people that get higher up. How? Sometimes I've thought. These are glory days and not gloomy days. Like I love it. You know, you know, and it kind of works. Awesome about the tour is people like you. Good. I love the applause. That's cool. There we go. Thank Hi, Joy. Everybody, welcome. We are so excited. Are you ready to get the show on the road? Let's go. Government-induced inflation, taxes, rising interest rates, political instability. All of these can have a crushing effect on our investments, often causing the stock market to go down. But they can also cause gold and silver to go up. Hi, this is Dr. Kirk Elliott. Buy gold, buy silver, buy now, but buyer beware. Precious metals companies are not created equal. As a PhD economist, I have been in the financial, economic, and precious metals business for three decades. The philosophy of my firm is people over profit. I encourage you to read my bio to learn more about me at KirkElliottPhD.com. Now is the time to own physical metals in an IRA, 401k, and outside of a retirement plan. Don't let the government destroy your hard-earned assets any longer. Call 720-605-3900 or visit KirkElliottPhD.com.
As our audience knows, uh, we don't do it. We don't promote anything unless it works. I fell off a ladder, fell down on, a, on my leg, opened it up, and there was great pain in it. So I, uh, I used the patch, and immediately it went away. No pain. Backed by scientific research and rigorous lab testing, even people who have suffered for decades are getting amazing results. We now have hundreds of testimonials for pain relief, allergy relief, anti-anxiety, brain boost, keto boost, and many other solutions, all with zero drugs and no side effects. Quantum is simply about two things. One, intentions, as a man thinketh, so he is. And two, renewing your mind with the word of God. This unique yet potent multi-sensory approach is powerful, and it works. The patch provides the touch, and the included prayer guide uses your sight, speech, and hearing to utilize the senses God gave you. That's the quantum effect. Are you ready to experience the quantum effect? Go to QEstrong.com and use code B4A at checkout. All right. Well, welcome back, everybody. We are so excited. Let's bring Dr. Mark on in. Happy New Year. Hey, Happy New Year. It's 2024, finally. I mean, We've kind of been pushing forward to this year. Now, what are we going to do with it? That's the question, you know? Right, exactly. And we know this is a big year. I mean, we, we've we known that with it's going to be a big year on many levels. But, you know, I think what sometimes can happen, particularly in our world, um, in, in that political realm, in that realm where people are, are focusing on the big picture of the government and all that, and that's great. But what happens, I think, is that often people forget about their own little world and they don't take care of their own self. They they worry about fixing the government, fixing the elections, fixing the education system. Fi all those are very good and notable things. But how in the world can anyone fix those if they're killing themselves by what they put in their mouth? No, that's a great, a great segue to this because the Bible kind of uses a scripture or reference to what I'm talking about. If we're worrying about the speck in the eye of everything and everybody else, and forgetting about the plank in our own, yeah. we've got a problem. And if we spend our time as we have, and this is a distraction out there, outside of us, it's this, it's that, it's that. We lose track of who we are, what we are, what we're about, what we should be about. And um, health then becomes secondary or even farther than that down the, the pecking order of priority. Mm -hmm. And when it does... Uh, it takes away our ability to even look at this out here in a, in a logical manner. Yeah. So it's a big deal. And I, I think it's under talked about. And as you mentioned in the intro, my wife and I spent our whole lives for the most part, you know, battling this culture that is seemingly destroying themselves for lack of a better term um, for the sake of themselves. It's crazy. Yeah. Let's start like at the space um, of, just the foundation, because, you know, we we always have the foundation of scripture. Like, let's start there and just go, what is the word? What are we instructed? I mean, we've been instructed to take care of this temple that God lives in. So let's start there and kind of, I, I hate to say, I don't mean to say scare people, but like, let's give some fact behind this and then some solutions. Well, I'll use some scriptures. Let's talk first of all in Isaiah 118, where the Bible says, come, let us reason together. <laughs> so let's be reasonable. Let's All right, be I like it. Right. And then uh, we start here and we go, okay, well, Jesus refers to our body as the temple. That's 1 Corinthians 3 and 1 Corinthians 6. And in both of those scriptural passages, they begin with a question. Don't you know that your body is a temple of the Spirit of God? So if we believe that 
when we are saved or whatever we want to call this, giving our lives to Christ, that he, he, God <clears throat> inhabits us with the presence of the Holy Spirit in this thing we call the temple, which is the human body. And that we're supposed to steward this. In other words, this becomes a residential home for God to do his work through us. <clears throat> if we believe that, and then we go one step further and we say, okay, well, if we believe that, again, come let us reason together. We go to Galatians chapter five and we see the fruits or the characteristics yeah. of God living in us. There are characteristics such as, you know, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, meekness, discipline, or self-control. So if we yeah. believe that, then the, those character traits should live in us and then through us. If we believe that. That's... And we have one final scripture that I want to bring out, Philippians 3.18. What the Apostle Paul is talking to the Philippian church and he's saying, you know, kind of what are you guys doing, man? Don't do the things that the enemies of the cross do. Mm -hmm. And he lists things out. One thing he lists there is this. Their God is their belly. Right. So if if you go through that piece by piece, we're to be reasonable. The scriptures talk about us, uh, our bodies being the temple. It's not ours. It's God's house, basically. And then the characteristics of God within us, one is discipline, self-control. Then how could we transgress so far to become worshiping another God, the God of our belly? It, it happens. And this is the culture we live in today. What's that scripture again from the, I want to put, I want to make sure I note that. Uh, the, Philippians 3.18. Philippians 3.18. I, I mean, this is, there's so much in this and yeah. um, it's, it's really interesting because, and I, I would love you to talk a little bit more about this, some ways that people, because I believe that there has to be a moment of pause and, mm -hmm. and this is a great time of year to do it. I mean, we need to do it all the time, but this is a great time of year to do it, to pause and to consider. And, and all of these things, like you're saying, you know, to consider what does self-control look like? Because people know goodness, they know kindness, they know love, they know patience, right? I mean, they may not do good at them, but they know what that is. But when you think of self-control or discipline, what I am seeing in the world, and I'm sure you've seen this way more, the people that can, are considered disciplined are the ones that, that go and they just hit the gym. They just know about, I go to the gym every day and, and I'm on vacation. I got to hit the gym. Okay. But then they go for dinner and they eat a plate of food that's going to kill them. Yeah. So yeah, like what about... Let's talk about that a little. Give some some pointers because you guys are so good at, at working with people and not just teaching them health and wellness, but teaching them, here's what self-control looks like, right? All right. So I'll go back to a scripture reference so people can really get this. And I really encourage you guys listening right now to write these things down. Just go back, read it for yourself. This one goes back to Jesus. He is baptized by John the Baptist in the Jordan River. Boom, we got that. And then the Holy Spirit descends upon him and he's led off into the wilderness desert to be tempted for 40 days. So in other words, he is put in a position of incredible temptation. You go forward in scripture and I'll come back to it. And you see that Jesus was tempted in every way, but he sinned not. Okay. So therefore this was setting him up to be tempted in every way. Yeah. Okay. There were three main temptations that came out of Jesus in that 40-day window. We don't know if it's at the beginning, middle, or end, but we do know it was 
three significant uh, distinct temptations. Number one, he hadn't had anything to eat, so he was hungry. Number one temptation, Satan comes to him and says, hey, you know what? I bet you're hungry, dude. Why don't you turn the stone, that rock right there, into bread and eat it? But that'd make you feel good, wouldn't it? Okay, right then, we have that very first temptation that is this defined as this. Satan wanted to get Jesus to take the permanent things in his life, the solid rock of his father's spirit within him, and turn it into something temporal mm. for temporal satisfaction. Wow, now, why good. did they use bread? Why is that significant? It's significant for two reasons. Because in the olden days, grains were synonymous with poverty and bondage, as in the pyramid of the Egyptian deserts, right? And then you go further to the food pyramid, it's got multiple servings of what? Grains and bread, right? And people today know comfort food as breads. So there's that's wow. not that's not a, a insignificant transition I went there. I just kind of summed it all up. But that's the first temptation that Jesus went through. And so we tend wow. to not lean on the solidity of the Holy Spirit of God. Instead, we want to go to something different. And today, and this is no joke, the way our grains are deconstructed and reconstructed inappropriately, they do provide this hit on our opioid receptors. In other words, they provide a comfort to our brain. It is like a drug. It's like taking oxycodone. Hello? And what about this? This is another little tidbit I'll throw out there. Everybody's complaining about the fentanyl crisis. Fentanyl is an opioid more addictive than heroin but why do we need opioids because we don't feel good we're looking for comfort in the wrong places as opposed to the availability of the holy spirit to be our comforter so good and i, I love the concept you said about the pyramid which i never thought about this before but we yep. know that the pyramids were symbols of kind of that babylonian system Back bondage. in the day, bondage, and now the food that our world has tried to tell, you know, and this was all preparation, and we don't need to get into this, but for all of you watching, many of you maybe know this. If not, you can go back and listen to some of our past uh, episodes on Wellness Wisdom, because we have talked about this before, but that food pyramid, that was kind of one of the first big ways that they came in to start this mindset of adjusting how we should look at food and getting right. us away from eating healthy foods. Right. So instead of, you know, when you go to the grocery store, I've heard, you know, you, if you want to shop at number one, I've heard never shop at a grocery store with a pharmacy. That's the first thing I've heard. Uh, but, and that is true. If you go to far, if you go to grocery stores that do not have pharmacies, they generally have healthier food. Yeah. Go it's figure. Very, what a very interesting thing. But it, the other thing is to shop the out exterior, the, real right. foods because once you go down the aisles it's all box food but unfortunately you go around there and those foods are not real anymore either but anyway not to divert but but that concept of that pyramid so we've got that food pyramid and um it it it's just i i guess here's the thing that blows my mind 
I am not a good clean eater, right? I do my best and I really work hard at it, but I'm not good. I mean, I'll be the first to admit it. I cheat on things. Last night I had a piece of licorice. I'm like, you know, I know that's bad. I mean, I know that, but on 90% of the time, I'm very particular. I'm way more than I was three years ago, two years ago, even. There's major things, right? You know, candy, sugars, all these things that I'm like, why are you eating those? You know, or the breads, why are you eating those? And it blows my mind that people can conceptualize all the dangers of so many things. But when it comes to food, they can't see it. And honestly, I think they do sit. I think they just choose to ignore it. Well, they do. And, and this is, this is going to probably blow your mind and, and I'm sure blows some minds of the listeners, right? Jesus responded to that first temptation with not saying, give me more patience, God, because he already had it, right? He did more self-control because he had it. He responded by saying, man is not live by bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. So he responded by, by quoting scripture and acknowledging his father. That's how we defeat temptation. But watch this. Once that door is opened, potentially, what was Satan's number two temptation at that point? He pulled him up on top of the temple and he said, hey, man, according to scripture, you know, these angels that you, that you so say can serve you, you know, why don't you jump off there and they're going to make sure you don't hit the ground and smash yourself and break some bones. Okay. Then Jesus said, again, the same kind of deal. He didn't say, Father, give me more patience. No, he didn't do that. <laughs> he said, don't tempt the Lord your God. Right. What are we talking about there? We're talking about false grace. Mm. Hyper grace. Oh, man, that's so good. Yes. It's taught. It's taught. You can do anything you want. And Jesus is your sugar daddy. Don't you know that, Tanya? He is here for you to meet your needs. He's a father in heaven. Just can't wait to please his child. No matter what his child wants, he's going to give it to you. That is an irresponsible parent. Yes. Not as eating the bottle. Right. That's so good. And I've heard that. I, I've li- I've literally heard the concept. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I'm fine to eat this. It's it, yeah, it's it's a it's a false deceptive teaching. Now it gets worse, and you're gonna see all these things. One, oh. two, three. What's temptation number three? Pulls him up on a big old mountain. Look out across there, Jesus. See all those kingdoms and king that, that all that wealth that this earth holds. It's mine. And if you'll bow down to me, I'm going to give it to you. You see, that is a temptation for wealth and power and the things of the earth. Wealth, power, influence, fame. How many people today are, are just, just gravitating to that? They'll say anything, do anything for that because they believe that that yeah. will fix their problems. So now you've got them lined up. One, it's the inability to control the cravings that we have in the human body. Two, it's hyper grace. Three, it's a love of money. And the love of money is, again, what? The root of all evil. So when you have these temptations, you know, Satan tried those things one, two, three in that approach. But we, we can't forget that his first temptation with Jesus was the first one he used to create the fall of mankind with Adam and Eve. Take a bite of this. Yeah. Right. And so when he did that, that worked. It needed to go number two. 
So what is, by just reasonable heads here, what is his main temptation? It's with this idea and this relationship we have with caring for the temple. It's compromising this thing. And once we compromise that, just like Jesus could have but didn't, we get into false grace. So we say this at all. I'll be I'll be okay with. It. I'm not going to worry about it. And then God's going to help me, so I'm going to go ahead and eat this. He'll he'll forgive me. And then we go to the third temptation, which is, hey man, if I can just get some more money, right? And it's very sad. So you can see the transition where we are today in our world. I mean, it's it's really interesting because it's almost like the greatest temptation. Totally. I, I mean, it's the greatest. You know, we we and and I know you guys talk about this. You know that. Uh, you know, kind of that gate of our mouth, right? And um, Christians have the the con, and, and sometimes it's still confused, but they have the concept of we should be careful what we say. You know, like they have so many different concepts down. Um, and and I'm not saying like you know y'all. That's why I tell you like I'm not perfect at this. I'm not you know because I don't want people to think like oh you're just because I get that because now that I am more aware of it, I will get the. Why do you have to tell us what you eat? Why can't you just do it? And what's the big deal? And you're just thinking you're better than, no, I'm not. I've just learned. I've learned from you. I've learned from Michelle. I've learned from other doctors. I've learned over the last couple of years. Wow. I don't want to do that. Now, do I fail sometimes? Yes. And uh, then Mm -hmm. we get up and we're going, you're not, we're not perfect. That's okay. The concept is we should be not, we should be getting that self-control under control so that it gets easier because it does get easier the more and more that you stand on the truth and recognize that this is literally killing people. It does. And um, obviously there a couple of other things I'll point out, I think are very important and relevant. Um, today there's becoming an overt dependence upon drugs to solve our problems and heal our bodies. And again, go back to scriptures. What does it say about that? Galatians 5.20. Paul, again, is getting on the Galatians church and saying, well, what's going on with you guys, man? You were doing all this right. And now you're doing this. And he, he talks about you're starting to depend on sorcery, which is pharmakia in the old Greek. You know, so you're depending on drugs to heal you. I think that's significant because even in our space today, Tanya, unfortunately, we're seeing people that lean heavily that direction. Take this and this is going to be your salvation. Look, it's deception. And that's, I can say that it's deception. It's not true, but unfortunately it's an easy way that people want. Last scripture I'll share probably Matthew 7, 13 and 14. That talks about a wide road and a narrow road. The wide road is one with a lot of people on there and it's easy. It doesn't require a change. It's, you can be accepted wherever you are. It's full of hyper grace. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, it is. Yeah. Love all kinds of compromise there. You can be anything you want. All good. There's no excellence needed there. It's all good. And it leads to the pathway to eternal separation from God. There's a narrow road that the Bible talks about only a few find. And, and I think when you look at the terms few compared with many, mm-hmm. it doesn't take some brilliant mind understand that many is greater than few. Yeah. But that narrow road is one that's, it's, it's single file, man. You're not side by side with, I'm not side by side with my wife. She's with me, but it is like, I am, I am 
reaching for Jesus to guide me through that. Yeah. That's the spirit. And I need him. And so the whole thing it boils down to is how do we do this? We have to get out of our own way and quit trying ourselves. And, and that requires an utter and complete totality of dependence upon our Lord. And there is no way people can bust the addictions to food. There is no way they can bust the addictions to hyper grace. There's no way they can bust the addictions to the love of money without a hyper dependence upon God. You know, and so you can see the the dilemma we're in, and and I get concerned about our country, Tanya, going into this year, especially that we're in now, because we have put everything from at least this ultra conservative space into believing that this is going to be the year, and and I get concerned about that yeah. because in God's perspective. A thousand years is like a day. So in his eye, this is nothing. Right. It's not anything. Yeah. And in his eyes, there's not one person more important than the other. Yeah. We are all, believe it or not, we can all celebrate being created by God. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. And there's got to be forgiveness. Yeah. I was reading just today about forgiveness. You know, how many times we forgive somebody? Yeah. Like, Unlimited. Right. We can't live with bitterness and vengeance and all this mess. Mm -hmm. We got to be able to start taking care of the internal self here if we want to change things. And it has no bearing on anybody else. It has a bearing on the person staring at us back in the mirror. Yep. And, and it's with the food area. Um, you know, it it is such a narrow road. I mean, I, I've. Like I was one who would, my best friend who, you know, I always talk about, she's the one that got me started understanding this journey. And I mean, I remember when she would tell me and I would tease her and I'd be like, You're, why are you bringing your own food? That's so rude. I mean, I yeah. would tell her those things, you know, now she laughs and she goes, I love you. I'm just so glad you've listened to everything I said, but I wasn't that way. And it is narrow because as soon, and you guys know this, as soon as you choose, whether it's that you're going to choose to be healthy in what you put in your mouth, whether it's that you're going to choose to be healthy and moral in, in a purity standpoint, whether you're going to choose to just follow the Bible for crying out loud and do what the Bible says, set the captives free. And when you see your brother or your sister in captivity, lovingly, you're going to say, do you know that the things you're choosing, the things you're putting in your eyes, the things that you're putting in your mouth, the things you're putting in your ears, do you know that that's hurting you, that you're actually, you're like putting your wrist up and letting the devil put a handcuff on you. I love you too much. I don't want you to do that, but that is a narrow, it's a very narrow road. Like you're saying, people don't like that. They really don't. And it's very you know, I look at it today, Tanya, and um, with the health stuff, one in two persons right now, adults, are walking around, whether they know it or not, and they're insulin resistant today. You got 50% of the adults walking around with metabolic syndrome, which is characterized by low HDL, high LDL, high triglycerides, high blood pressure. Um, this is a health crisis. So that tells you just by, de just by deferred odds right there that when you sit down for a meal, there's four people there. Half of them are real sick. Yeah. And why do we not see that as a problem? Why do we join people and help them fail? It's like almost seeing somebody that's suffering and helping them suffer more. Yeah. We, don't, we do it with that idea of food. 
and we make justified excuses to justify our misbehavior. But we don't do it with people that are alcoholics. You know, somebody's yeah. struggled with that. They've been in and out of rehab. Drugs or, or yeah. Have a glass of wine in front of them. Right. I would think of that. Why would we do that? We're not going to go say, hey, man, you know, why don't we just kind of go down to the bar and just we can we can have some some uh, a salad there and not have anything to drink. Right. And we don't take them back to their old neighborhood and say, hey, you go hang out with your drug dealer. Well, let's go see if we can win to the Lord. Let's go hang out with them a whole day. We, we don't do those things because yeah, yeah. they would be like considered stupid, selfish, self-centered. Yeah. Sabotaging and hurting their person. Not loving their person, as you said. Boy. I, yeah, that's a big I, one. I have a quick question, um, and then we'll talk about some solutions because I know you guys have a lot of great solutions and it's the new year. And so you're getting ready to launch a lot of really great things. But the last question I had was, you know, what about that idea, you know, of particularly the the generation that did live more in the time before our food was as bad. Right. So, you know, I mean, 80 years ago, 100 years ago, I'm not saying bread is good for you, but it was different. The bread then was not the bread today. The the grains, the corn, none of it was the same. So, you know, the that concept that I've lived my whole life like this. My grandparents have lived their lives like this. They never had a problem. I'm healthy, right? Healthy, not fit. People, people think well, you could be healthy, but if you're not fit, you're really not healthy because you've got aches. And, but what do you say to that for, for that kind of concept that they're not seeing anything that they are able to note as an impact. Well, I think there's several things. I think number one is look at the obesity crisis. If they're carrying around extra, and this is not, I hope people don't take this wrong. Please, Lord, don't let them take it wrong. If we're carrying around extra fat in the middle and we're overweight, we're not healthy. Sorry, that's just not, that doesn't equate to truth. If we are not getting good blood tests that actually determine truth, we're not healthy. Our world is not healthy. If we're on multiple medications, yeah, because your doctor quote unquote tells you need them, you're not healthy. The foods we have today are different. The government hijacked the foods back at the beginning of you know the 80s with the food pyramid. They started genetically modifying and altering uh, some seeds and some production methods using chemicals. We know that the chemicals have degraded the soil of nutrients and We've got chemicals that are carcinogenic. We've got that. And now we have this new category called bioengineered food that's going to take the place of meats. So there's a rapid transition away from where our grandparents uh, derived most of their food to what we have today. It is not even close to the same. True. But we don't have the same results either. That's also true. We're very, very sick right now. This nation is a sick of a nation that has ever existed on planet earth. We are the sickest we've ever been in the history of this country. Yeah. And it's not okay. It is not okay. We have been deceived uh, by our current system that is all about profits over people. And frankly, you know, we get mad at it, but we, they can't help it. If you don't have God in your heart, all you've got is confusion. And yeah, it's so good. You know, I don't blame people, man. Right. Because if you don't have the Lord in your heart, at least in substance, if not in practicum, you're going to have hatred towards anyone that does. Yeah. 
And you can't help that. It just what is in you, maybe, and what is in somebody else, they oppose each other like oil and water. Faith and fear don't go together, and they won't. Yeah. That's so good. So let's provide some solutions because I know you guys are getting ready to launch another um, mm. group, right? A group yes. a pro program. I forget the name of it because I, I know you always have fun names. But yeah. is that starting on the 8th or the 9th, no, I think? The 18th of oh, January. So okay. in two weeks, we're starting a Kingdom Fuel Meal Replacement Challenge for one week. All we're challenging people to do, Tanya, is to... And I encourage people, you know, get in there and get get this. If you want to be free from the bondage of stuff and you want to be free from the addiction stuff, you got to take the first step. This is the first step. Let's call it a mini rehab if you want to. Um, but we're going to take one meal and replace it. One meal with Kingdom Fuel. And you can do two if you want to. But one's the only, the only challenge we got. And then we're going to be on during that week three times with live videos. Boom, boom, boom. So that's going to be an intense week. We're also going to give you um, our new book in uh, e-form so that you can actually do a devotional with that. So okay. we want to help you internally, uh, spiritually, and emotionally with this kind of process. And we want to take a hardcore week here, just one week. And I'm encouraging people that are listening to get involved in that because that can open the door, get this, to your best future ever. Yeah. That's fantastic. And people, can they do that by going to Sherwood.tv? Can they do that with our link, Sherwood.tv? They can. Slash? There will be a banner put up there okay. on the link, and people can click on that banner, Mirror Replacement Challenge, and it goes right there. You're immediately involved in it, Perfect. and it's an easy way to do it. So I, I just encourage everybody listening right now, please, please, please be looking for that to pop up on that banner right there. Yeah. And so then, so for those of you listening, that would be Sherwood.tv forward slash B4A, the number four. Yeah. And you can also go there now and I would go and get your kingdom fuel ordered so that you have it in time. And yeah. I would get some of the kingdom candy because that will help you. Those are amazing protein bars that are oh, the yeah. best. And I mean, I'm just going to say the salted caramel is my favorite. <laughs> Yeah, Salty I like caramel this. crunch is my favorite now. I have to just say, I love the other one, but that one is my favorite. Um, but I would suggest going in, getting those ordered because those are so popular. And is the cereal out yet? That's coming, right? We've got two flavors of cereal coming up. One is going to be a chocolate chip peanut butter. It's going to be the texture of like those old cocoa puffs. You can uh -huh. have it dry or moist, right? And then we also got Aussie berry with nuts coming out. So oh, nice. I expect probably one will be here in late February, March, and one will probably follow another month or two after that. Okay. Awesome. Well, these are the ways that we make the change. And, yep. and I think there is a need if somebody struggles with kind of that self-control, I think that the solution needs to be that you work with somebody else hand in hand. If, if you're already struggling on your own and you've tried and you know that you've not been successful at it, then partner with doctors Mark and Michelle because they will literally hold your hand through it so that you have that accountability. And I think it's like anything when you're learning to ride a bike, when you're, when you're, you know, if you're addicted to a drug, 
you go to rehab. And after that one week, two weeks, however long, three months, you come out and then you have to get a sponsor. You have to get someone who's going to hold your hand and hold you accountable and call you and go, how are you doing? Could you imagine if we created a culture where it was okay to hold each other accountable based on the foods we put in our mouth? Wow. That's like a challenge right there of everybody to address. Be a person that loves somebody else enough yes. to don't help them fail. I mean, my friend will say to me if we're out and I go, she'll be like, really, you're going to order that? And I'm like, all right, you're right. I shouldn't. I mean, that's, that is what helped. That's what got me strong enough to continue to keep going when I started. Because when I started eating clean, I didn't see any change in my weight. I didn't see any change in anything other than I was really honestly mad all the time because I couldn't eat the foods. I mean, I went through withdrawal. I was angry. I, I craved certain foods. Like I craved them. She kept go, just, she'd say, go get some, some, we, you, one of the things we love is uh, organic raw cashews. Go get some cashews. Just get some. Okay, fine. I'll get some cashews. I hate these stupid cashews. I mean, that's how I was at first, but that's been four years, three and a half years. And when you continue to do it, well, eventually that other stuff doesn't taste good anymore. So get on board with the Sherwoods, join this group that's going to be starting and then work with them. Have them be your accountability partner. They've got an amazing team that will work with you to get you through that first little hump until it becomes natural. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, seriously, nothing wrong with that. Any uh, greatest, I like that this, the greatest, most heroic thing a person can do is ask for help. And I think that's so honorable. So I encourage you people allow help to come because help is just around the corner. And, you know, I, I hold my hand up. Here it is. Grab it and I'll help you. Grab it and I'll help you. That's what Jesus says every day. Just grab my hand. I'll pull you out of that deep water. And so I encourage people to do that. I love it. So good. Thank you so much, Dr. Mark, for joining us today for Wellness Wisdom. Hang tight. Y'all, thank you so much for joining us. Please do your part and share this with your friends and family. You know, I know this is a hard topic and people don't want to talk about it, but if we love each other, we should care about what we do and, and what's being put in our mouths. So as you know, we've been ending with a scripture. So today I'm going to end with Hosea 4, 6. We've had a lot of scriptures in today's show, which is great, but we're going to end today with people perish for lack of knowledge. So now you have been given the knowledge. So now it's your job to step out and operate in that and take that by the hand and make 2024 the best year ever. Please remember that you can find out all about us and more over at tanyajoy.tv. And right now, as we start the new year, our live shows are Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 4.14 p.m. You can always still find us over on the Blessed News Network. We love them and we are so uh, grateful to be part of their team. So anyway, God bless you all. And until next time, have a great day. Bye for now. Hey, friends. You already know the answer to this, but we'll ask you anyway. If you stay away from your favorite junk food for a month and then go back to supersizing it, will your health improve? Well, that's the thing about change. To change, we have to be as consistent as possible. And when we go back to an old habit, it's not the end of the world. We just get back at the new habit. Before you know it, real transformation is evident to you, 
and others. That's why we offer a bunch of helpful bonuses when you subscribe to Kingdom Fuel. Kingdom Fuel is our complete nutritional meal shake. It's the simple start to a transformed life, and we'll auto-ship every month so you don't run out. You'll receive two free shaker cups, free access to our video courses, and a monthly call with us filled with practical inspiration. Just see the link below or on your screen and subscribe today. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Beauty for Ashes with Tanya Joy. Please subscribe, hit the notification bell, and leave us a comment below. Lastly, if you've enjoyed today's podcast, share with those who came to mind. Be blessed and remember you were created for such a time as this.